0: Hey, this is Noah St. John, author of Power Habits, the new science for making success automatic, and you are very smart to be listening to my quest for the best. Listen up, small business founders,
1: senior managers, and rising stars. Bill Ringel here, host of my quest for the best, the podcast for ambitious small business leaders. On each episode, I bring you the inside stories from published and accomplished experts who want to share their knowledge and experiences in order to help you be more successful in leading your people, managing your business, and navigating toward more growth and more Impact in a changing and challenging landscape. Let's dive in. Joining me today, I have the privilege and pleasure of bringing Noah St. John to the podcast. Since 1997, Noah has built a reputation for helping people have better mind health and more business. He's the best selling author of 15 books published in 18 languages and reaches people through his keynote presentations to trade groups and private business audiences, media appearances, on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, and NPR and others, and articles that have appeared everywhere the pages are turned, from Success Magazine, Women's Day, The Washington Post, to The Huffington Post. Noah lives outside of Cleveland, Ohio, and is here to talk about his new book, The Power Habit System, the new science for making success automatic. Welcome, Noah. Thanks, Bill. I
0: really appreciate that introduction, and it's it's a pleasure to be here with you today.
1: It's so great to have you with me. Tell me, when you were growing up, tell me, no, when you were growing up, who's somebody who influenced or inspired
0: you? It's really funny that you asked that, Bill, because when I was growing up, my dad had a lot of success magazines lying around the house. So from a very young age, I was exposed to this whole field of self help and personal growth through Success Magazine. And so one of the books that I read very early on was Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. I read that before the age of 10, believe it or not. And so I always had a dream of being in this industry, the personal and business growth industry. And so it was quite an amazing surprise and honor when many years later, all these years later, as you mentioned a moment ago, I appeared in Success Magazine and they did a profile on me. So it was pretty incredible to have things come full full circle from all those years ago.
1: That must have been such a thrill. Mm -hmm. Tell me, your dad had Success Magazine lying around. He also had some of these notable books in the canon of professional Mm -hmm. development. Do you remember any instances when you were maybe in school or one of your first jobs, when these things, when you read them and they become an automatic part of your personality, you just started to be able to resolve a dispute or you started to build rapport with someone who was much older than you, but like maybe a teacher Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, um, or, or someone in the workplace. And all of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, that's something that I learned when I was like 9 or 10 years old.
0: <laughs> yes, it it happens really every day because we're, of course, always communicating, aren't we? Everybody's always communicating with other people. But what is the one thing that most people do? They talk a lot more than they listen. And, of course, we humans have an infinite capacity to make ourselves right and to want to be heard. And so it's a very tough skill to learn, to listen. And to appreciate the other's point of view, that doesn't mean you have to agree with them. But you also don't have to make them wrong all the time. I do wish that more people would read Dale Carnegie and books like that so that we can get along a little bit better. But, yeah, I've been using that ever since I was a kid, at least attempting to. And so it's really been a lifelong process.
1: You talk about head trash as the number one reason that so many people feel stuck, unable to advance their business, unable to be more persuasive with their team, unable to convince people to buy more of the products and services and solutions they have to offer. What Can you define head trash from your perspective, working with tens of thousands of people, and how does it keep people stuck?
0: Yes, absolutely. So this is something that I've been known for, become known for, is this whole concept of head trash. In fact, as you mentioned, I've basically written 15 books on this one subject called How to Take Out Your Head Trash. And so... The way that I define it and work with my clients, whether they're you know one-on-one coaching clients, whether it's group coaching, whether it's private workshops, or even in my keynote speeches, both live and virtual, one of the things that I talk about is reaching your goals faster with less effort. Naturally, that's something we all want, right? Whether you're an executive, whether you're an athlete, whether you're you know an influencer, we all want to reach our goals faster with less effort. So why don't we do it? One reason is because of this concept of head trash. So head trash as I define it with our clients is that voice in your head that says, I can't do it because, dot, dot, dot. And so, for example, we all want to have the four elements of what I call a freedom lifestyle. That's having more time, more energy, better relationships, and more money. So we all want some form of all of those things, time, energy, relationships, and money. So people, when they hire me as a coach or as a speaker, as a keynote or as a workshop leader, They say, hey, Noah, here's our goal for our team. Here's the goal for this process. Here's my goal as an individual. And I want to make more money. I want to have more time, et cetera. But let me tell you all the reasons I can't do it. And what's so hilarious and ironic, and people don't really realize this until I point it out to them, is the reasons that they're saying they can't have time, energy, or more time, energy, relationships, and money is because they don't have time. They don't have the energy. They don't have the relationships. They don't have the money. So they're literally saying, I can't have it because I don't have it. And I say, that's interesting thing, <laughs> isn't it? Did you ever think that maybe that's an excuse that you might want to let go of? It's, it's a, a circular argument. You're not going it's to be able to exactly. argue your way out of that. Exactly. And in fact, it goes back to something that one of my mentors said to me many years ago. He said, Noah, in life, you can have excuses or success, but you have to pick one. And I said, I really want success. And then he said, then you're going to have to let go of your excuses. And I said... Can I get a second opinion? <laughs> because of course isn't it true that we all love our excuses, don't we? We ho- hold on to them for dear life. Oh no, you don't understand. I can't do it because. And I go, "You're right. I don't understand. I've only heard that a million times." And so it is interesting though that that we don't actually realize most for the most part that we're actually doing that. So that is that head trash as I call it very often is unconscious or subconscious it's in the subconscious or unconscious part of the mind an example of that would be what i always say in my workshops or in my uh keynotes is nobody wakes up in the morning looks out the window says "You know, this is a beautiful day boy the sun's shining the birds are singing i think i'll hold myself back from success today you know nobody would ever say that that's (laughs) that would be insane but yet nevertheless millions of people unbeknownst to them are unwittingly, unconsciously, what I call driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake. Now,
1: Noah, when you talk about having head trash, Mm
0: -hmm. it's interesting
1: because we could recognize trash that's in our driveway. We could recognize trash (laughs) that's in our street. It's easy to recognize trash that's, you know, on the floor of our car. However, Mm -hmm. head trash is invisible. Mm -hmm. It's a thought that's so similar to other Mm -hmm. thoughts we think. Mm -hmm. How do you help people recognize when they're giving energy and attention to head trash that holds them back.
0: Yes, absolutely. That's a great point, Bill. Very accurate. So think about it this way. I'm going to give you two analogies. So the human mind is like an iceberg. I'm sure most people are familiar with that analogy. So about 5% is visible above the surface. That would be the conscious mind. That means you know what you're thinking. I'm aware of the thoughts that I'm thinking. That's of the conscious mind. Yet that's only about 5%, according to Neuroscience. The vast 95% is below the surface. It's that hidden part, like the bottom part of the iceberg. And that's the unconscious or subconscious. And so what I often and I always say to my uh, coaching clients and my workshops and my keynotes, it wasn't the part of the iceberg that they could see that sunk the Titanic. It was the part they didn't see. That's what sunk the Titanic. And guess what? That's what's sinking most of us, too. So that's number one. The other analogy is, imagine if you're in a room right now, and it's a room that maybe is unfamiliar to you, and someone comes in and turns off all the lights, and it's totally dark. And then they say to you, okay, I want you to rearrange the furniture. And you're like, but I can't see anything. And they say, just set your goals. Think positive. Come on, you can do it. Set your goals. Think, you know, visualize it. And, and you're like, okay. And you go, ow, man, that hurt. You stubbing your toe, and you ah, hit my shin. And you're like, well, this is not working very well. And so what I do is I come in and I come into the room and I go, click. Oh, now I can see what I'm doing. So it's exactly like that with head trash, with this unconscious holding ourselves back. So that's what this process is, what I now refer to as the power habit system, which is the full name of it is the power habits of unconsciously successful people. In other words, what highly successful people do unconsciously that number one, they're not aware of. And number two, therefore, they can't teach you. So I, what many of my clients have called me is the bridge between the conscious and the unconscious. Can you
1: share an example of a business leader who came to you unable to get out of his or her own way, maybe at risk of shipping, of sinking his own ship by bumping into the iceberg caused by his unconscious thoughts that were subverting him rather than supporting his success.
0: I have a beautiful example of that. It's funny because I was speaking at an event in Los Angeles a few years ago. This was an event for entrepreneurs and business owners, high level you know, CEOs, C-suite individuals, oh, about a thousand people. And it was a, an expensive program to get into, a very high quality audience. I was speaking and I just finished speaking. I finished my presentation. I was literally walking off the stage. And a man came up to me. He practically grabbed me by the lapels. And he said, Noah, I want to hire you as my coach. You are the coach I've been looking for. Now, I didn't know this man from Adam. Ironically, his name was Adam. <laughs> and so I said, OK, what's going on? He said, Noah, I am totally stuck. I'm only making $4 million a year. Now, of course, I had to laugh because I said, well, gee, that's funny. A lot of people would like to be stuck, with air quotes, at $4 million a year. He said, Noah, you don't understand. I own a software company. I'm the CEO of a software company. And we grew really fast. We grew to 4 million in revenues almost overnight. But do you know that we have been stuck at 4 million in revenues for the past four years? And he said to me, Noah, I've hired all the gurus. I've hired all the well-known coaches out there. He named all the names that we've all heard. And I spent all this money, he said, but I'm still stuck at that 4 million level. And he said, as soon as I heard you speak, as soon as you talked about head trash and foot on the brake and unconscious confidence and power, he said, everything you just said, something inside of me said, this is the coach you've been looking for. So he literally hired me on the spot as his coach and we worked together for about two years. In that two year period, Bill, his company went from being stuck at four million for the previous four years to over $20 million in sales in less than two years. So how did I do it? I waved my magic wand and used fairy dust. No, that's not, it wasn't that at all. But it was exactly what I'm sharing with you and your audience is getting to the surface, understanding why, in fact, he had his foot on the brake. We use an 11 step process, that 11 step process, what we now call the power habit system, as you referred to it earlier. And so we, I just literally walked him through the steps. And in that amount of time, His company grew over six times in size. And so the irony is he was unconsciously and unknowingly driving down the road with one foot on the brake. So getting his foot off the brake was what he says, one of the biggest things that ever happened to him, one of the most important things that ever happened to him in his entire life. And it really comes down to this topic that is a real Achilles heel for many business leaders, entrepreneurs, team leaders, managers, CEOs, C-suite people. And that is the topic of delegation. Right. So many highly successful people, hard driving people, they (laughs) and it goes back to the gurus who say and teach about the hustle and the grind. In fact, if you go to my website, you'll see several different videos about how I debunk the hustle and the grind. Now, I'm certainly not suggesting that you should be lazy and it's all just handed to you. On the other hand, I am suggesting that life is not to work all the time. With the purpose of life is not working 18 hours a day. Now, that's my belief. I'm not saying that I'm right, and I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that's what I've noticed over these many years of coaching people and helping my clients add over $2.7 billion collectively, you No know, meaning we've helped a lot of companies add multiple six, seven, and eight figures like Adams. So going back to about what I helped him do, one of the things that we worked on was this topic and this frankly it's a habit of delegation so he was used to doing everything himself he's a very smart man really hard worker hustling the grind right just all the gurus say and i showed him that well by definition there's only one of you so if you do everything do you, are you starting to see why there's a ceiling here and he well, it was very difficult for him as it is for many entrepreneurs i've had to go through this i think most entrepreneurs have to go through that process of letting go and delegating And of course, it's very hard at first, but then after a while, it becomes pretty fun. And then it becomes a habit that you go, oh my gosh, I don't really want to go back to the old way.
1: That's so true. And I think that everyone listening really understands the importance of being able to delegate and probably knows where there's a a limit to where we're comfortable delegating now that there's even more
0: flexibility and freedom every time we push out that limit. Exactly, and it's always hard. It's always going to be hard. It's never. I always say to people, for example, when I'm doing my private workshops or trainings virtually or live keynotes, I often will ask my audience, "Okay, who wants change?" And of course, every hand goes up. And then I say, "Okay, great. Now, who wants to change?" And everybody folds their arms, (laughs) right? Everybody crosses their arms. Nobody wants to change. We all want change, but we don't want to change. So we expect some magic fairy dust to say, hey, you don't have to do anything different and you'll get different results. But guess what? We've all heard the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing, expecting different results. And so we know we have to change even though we fight it tooth and nail. There's another great quote by Will Rogers. He said, it ain't what a man don't know that gets him in trouble. It's what he knows that ain't so. And so to use our modern parlance, It's not what a person doesn't know that gets him or her in trouble. It's what they believe that just isn't true. And so we do have to look at those beliefs, those assumptions, and sometimes we have to question them if we do want to grow.
1: One of the topics that I really enjoyed in power habits Mm -hmm. is you're being able to make the connection in such a strong way between habits and Mm -hmm. wealth or money Mm -hmm. or the ability to earn and feeling Mm -hmm. like that makes it's a difference between how you view yourself in that way and what actions you'll take. can you share your best synopsis of what that means today given the experiences you've had both yourself as well as helping others make that transition as well
0: yes absolutely so the hidden connection between habits and wealth between habits and abundance between habits and freedom is and and I do talk about this in the power Habits book as you mentioned and by the way in the book there's a lot of Pictures, graphics. As we said earlier, the human mind works in pictures. So I do use a lot of pictures because it makes it easy for us to remember. And well, so obviously
1: I'm holding them up on the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Right. Listen carefully.
0: <laughs> exactly. So for everyone listening, if you can imagine two circles, right? They're, they're circles that connect together. So basically a Venn diagram with two circles. So the, on the circle on the left, we call that inner game. So inner game is everything that happens between your ears that you can't see directly. But it affects everything that you do. So these would be things like beliefs, thoughts, desires, priorities, decisions. See, you can't see any of those things directly. You can't see a belief. However, you can see the effect of it. And in fact, what I often ask my audiences in my private workshops or my keynote speeches, I will ask my audience, what is one area of your life where your beliefs don't affect you? And people go, and I go, exactly. There's no place your beliefs don't affect you. Your beliefs affect your health, right? Certainly, your how well you feel, your stress level, how much sleep you are getting or not getting. Also affects your wealth, right? Your money, your finances, your ability to attract or repel money, abundance, wealth. Also, your relationships, right? Your personal life, your intimate relationships, your social life. There's just no place where your inner game doesn't affect you. But at the same time, we can't see a belief. You can't see your inner game. And so we have to really look because sometimes a person can be doing really well in one area, but maybe in another area they're stuck or struggling. For example, maybe your business is going really well, but maybe your health is suffering. Or maybe your relationships are really good, but maybe your business isn't quite growing the way you want. So it's not cookie cutter, one size fits all. It's very customized for each person, for each client. So that's the inner game. But then we also have the outer game. See, So that's the circle on the right. And the outer game is everything you can see directly. So that's your lifestyle, your systems, your strategies, all the blocking and tackling that we in business, we business owners, business leaders have to do every day. That's your marketing, your offers, your funnels, your traffic, and all the different strategies, the media strategies, and so on. But here's the funny thing, Bill, is that the gurus out there What are they doing? They're teaching marketing. Now, nothing wrong with that. Hey, as I just stated, we all need to do all of that stuff, that outer stuff, customer service, sales, that (laughs) to keep the lights on, right? To pay the bills. We have to do that. But what's so funny is that what they don't realize is that last time I checked, most of the people in business are humans. And most humans have this thing that I call head trash, meaning that sounds good, but I don't think I can do it because. So going back to that example of Adam and really everyone I've ever worked with, they had spent all that money on all that marketing stuff. And again, that's not that it's wrong. It's just they couldn't get through. They couldn't bust through. They, Frankly, they just couldn't get their foot off the brake, which makes total sense when you look at it, at it in the way that I'm describing right now.
1: From my observation, listening to you talk about this in a fresh way, mm. it seems like people are wed to having both feet one on each pedal because they're comfortable with it. And they're afraid of what would happen if they took their foot Mm -hmm. off something that they're already comfortable with, even Mm -hmm. though they know it's holding them back. That's right. And at the same time, it seems that being able to focus on the inner game, Mm -hmm. let me say it a different way, that some people will succeed focusing just on the outer game because they're able to overcome it. But you have a much better chance if you reduce the force on the brake. And you'll increase your chances of success and you'll do it with less effort, which is probably why people start referring to it as pixie dust.
0: You got it. Exactly. And so I didn't, did you have a question there or did you want me to just comment on that statement?
1: Would you comment on that please?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So let's think about your goals again, right? So we humans are goal oriented organisms. We think about something we want, or we talk about something we want, or we write about something. Or we, we're constantly thinking about, what do I want? What are my desires? what Where am I going? What's my destination? Okay? So you use the car analogy again, right? You're going down the street to the grocery store. Now, generally speaking, you wouldn't drive to the grocery store, get out of your car, walk in the store, walk around for a while, get back in your car, and drive home. That wouldn't make any sense, would it? You're going for a reason. You're going for some purpose, even to get milk, eggs, and bread. That's why I went to the store. But do you know that many people, I'd argue most people, don't really, number one, they don't know their destination. They don't know what they want. Number two, they don't know why they want it. And number three, based on my observation of more than two decades of helping people make billions and billions of dollars, collectively, aggregate, most people are driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake unconsciously, unwittingly, unknowingly, but nevertheless, they're doing it. So if you think about the fact that what they are teaching out there, the gurus, they are in fact saying, step on the gas harder. Let me give you another analogy. So you're driving down the road of life and unbeknownst to you, you have one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas. You're like, man, why is this taking so long? Why am I not reaching my goals faster? Some guru comes up to you and says, hey, you know what, you need to put in a more expensive type of gas. That's your problem because, see, this gas isn't good enough. You should use this expensive high-octane gas. You go, all right, go to the gas station, put in the expensive gas, you get back on the road, but you still have a foot on the brake. And the second guru comes up and he says, you know what, you need new tires. These tires aren't good enough. You should use these super-duper tires because these are really expensive, and they'll get you there faster. You go, all right, go to the tire store, put on a new tire, spend more money, get back on the highway, but you're still doing the same habit unconsciously, so you're still not reaching your goal. So the third guru comes up around and says, you know what, you need a new car. This car isn't good enough. Buy this really cool sports car. Boy, it's really expensive. And so you'll definitely get your goals faster with this brand new car. You're like, all right. And so you spend all of this money and you get a new car. And meanwhile, you still are doing the same habit. So what I come up to you, I said, by the way, do you know you have your foot on the brake? And you're like, no. And so I say, well, if you just follow these 11 steps? You'll get your foot off the brake, which means you'll reach your goals a lot faster and easier with a lot less effort. Really? Yeah. Just do these 11 steps and you're actually going to reach your goal a lot faster and easier with a heck of a lot less effort. So that's one of the reasons why people come to me after they've gone to a lot of the gurus and they go, why am I still stuck? And I go, because they didn't show you how to get your foot off the brake.
1: How about we accelerate to the lightning round? Are you ready for the My Quest for the Best lightning round? I am always ready for the lightning round, Bill. Excellent. So at the beginning of the interview, I asked you about a person who inspired you growing up. And you talked about your dad and having the success magazines around. Did he have music in the house? What was a song that you loved as a teenager?
0: Oh, you really had to ask me that one. Okay, here's nerdvana for you, because I would listen to the West Side Story album all the time, and I love that song, Maria, on West Side Story. So yeah, I'm a theater nerd. You got me.
1: Wait, how does that go, Maria?
0: Maria, I just met a girl named Maria. Okay, that's yeah. enough. <laughs> I could go on, but I won't. You're welcome. welcome. Uh,
1: <laughs> so you've got a big mission helping people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you do each and every week in order to get the word out and be able to help fulfill your mission even during
0: the pandemic lockdown? To be blunt, hasn't really changed my business that much because so much of it is virtual. And I've been virtual for many. I started my company in 1997 in my college dorm room with a book on HTML and $800 to my name. So I've been online for a very long time. What we do is I put out content every single day. I go live on YouTube and Facebook two or three times a week and take questions from my audience. And I just love interacting with people just like you do.
1: What's the best business advice you ever received?
0: I'm going to give you the best business advice I never received, and that was to listen to your intuition and follow your heart, follow what you believe. I did. I say I didn't receive that because I listened to everybody else long before and for far too many years before I ever listened to myself. So that's the advice I wish I had gotten many years ago.
1: What's a book? One other than your own Mm -hmm. that you've given the most as a gift in the last year.
0: That would be the book that really influenced me and caused me or was the inspiration for getting into this business, which was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Dr. Stephen Covey. He was my inspiration, really, for getting into this business. And I did have the opportunity to interview Dr. Covey before he sadly passed away a few years ago. And that was one of the defining moments of my life was interviewing Dr. Stephen Covey.
1: Define personal success. In your own words, what does it mean for you to have the freedom and level of success that you most desire?
0: It really comes back to those four elements that I talked about earlier of a freedom lifestyle having the time you want, the energy you want, the relationships you want, and the money you want. And I do believe that if any of those elements are missing or even like low on a scale from one to 10, then you're not going to feel the level of success, fulfillment, happiness that I think you could. So given the fact that you have higher levels of those, what decisions do you
1: make? How do you spend some of the time and money and energy Mm -hmm. in order to find things fulfilling?
0: I was about to say that it comes down to people. When you look at time, energy, relationships, and money, the universal thing that connects all those is people. In other words, finding the right people in your life, in your business. And as you mentioned, we are moving into a new house, and that really came Through the people that we know and I've really seen that whenever I've gotten stuck in my life it's because I didn't have the right people in my life whether in a personal relationship or business relationship so finding the right people I think is the thread that unites everything
1: and if you think back in the last year what's the most important habit routine or belief that you've stopped that's brought you pleasure and personal satisfaction
0: Wow. Oh, these are great questions. The habit that I have had to work on the most to stop is comparing myself to others because I notice that I always fall short when I compare myself to other people. And so the way to combat that I've seen and practice every day is to be grateful. I believe gratitude is the most important habit that we need to practice daily. That's fantastic.
1: So, you know what, business leaders listening to this now are thinking to themselves, I've read about taking out mine Trash in other places, and I've read about doing this, and yet they're not taking the steps. They're not actually taking out the trash. They've read about it and then criticized the method because reading about it didn't work. First of all, what would you say to that? And second of all, what would be one or two things that you could offer that would help people get results? rather than get the satisfaction of being right?
0: First of all, that's really tough to give up the satisfaction of being right. So that's number one. Number two, realize that the first step of transformation is awareness. Just like I talked about the iceberg principle earlier, just this conversation hopefully has brought some things to your awareness for those listening to this program right now. And a lot of times that happens at my workshops and my keynotes, people get that light bulb moment and they go, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I was thinking that. I never knew I was driving down the road with one foot on the brake. I didn't know I had all the extra. So, well, of course you didn't because the light was off in the room. I go click and there it is. It's on. So that was the second thing. And then the third thing that you can do is I call it taking your own temperature. So I would, if I were listening to this program right now, I would rate myself and all of you can do this. Rate yourself on a scale from one to ten in those four areas that I mentioned about the freedom lifestyle. Time on a scale from one to ten. How stuck do you feel? Or how abundant do you feel in time? How stuck or abundant in energy? How stuck or abundant in relationships? And how stuck or abundant in money? It's really a, a matter of following the formula. I've had to follow the formula. People that get results follow the formula and realize that it's never the right time. It's never fun. It's never convenient. And it always sucks to make changes. But if you want to get the results you want, you can either keep doing what you're doing, hoping something changes, which doesn't really work on planet Earth. Or you can try something different, and at least you'll have that learning experience. And I believe if you follow the right formula, you'll have that transformation. Noah, you have been
1: so generous in sharing with us on my quest for the best today. I want to thank you so much. Actually, I want to thank your dad for leaving around those success magazines.
0: (laughs) Me too, absolutely.
1: And I want to thank you for talking to us about Head Trash from so many different perspectives, reminding us of the importance of the freedom lifestyle That includes time, energy, money, and relationships. Being able to talk about and use those metaphors of having one foot on the brake as you're driving towards your destination. Being able to look at it and say, look, the iceberg is 95% below the surface. You talked about Adam, who's a client you worked with, who went from $4 million a year to $20 million a year by taking out his head trash. And you really have to do it. You really have to focus on, as you described it, the inner game versus the outer game in order to make the difference. And when people take the steps, it's clear that they get results. You've gotten so much visibility and impact from sharing these ideas in your workshops, in your speeches, with private clients. And I want to thank you so much for joining me on my quest for the best.
0: It's a pleasure, Bill. And anytime you want, this was a wonderful conversation.
1: Thanks so much. Hey, before we say goodbye for now, Noah, Where's one website we can look at to find out more about you and your work online?
0: It's very easy to remember. Just go to booknoah.com. That's where you can find out more about my speaking engagements, and you can actually book me. Hence, hmm, who should we book? I know, booknoah.com. Excellent.
1: Noah St. John, author of The Power Habit System, The New Science for Making Success Automatic. I want to thank you once again for joining me on my quest for the best. My pleasure. Hi, this is Bill, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast interview on my quest for the best. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or your favorite app so you never miss an episode full of stories, tips, and insights for the ambitious small business leader. Now I have a quick request for you. Please go to Apple Podcasts and iTunes and give us a rating and review. My team and I really appreciate the feedback, and we read every comment to find out what you enjoy and what you want as we develop new content, course materials, and a few surprises that we have in store for you. When you rate and review My Quest for the Best, you help other small business leaders find us, subscribe to the podcast, and join the community. You can get the Insider's e-newsletter for small business leaders by going to myquestforthebest.com. We have chosen a challenging path to make a living and make a difference in the world, and I believe it's important to share top-notch resources with each other, which is why you'll find new episodes from top thought leaders and small business experts on My Quest for the Best each week. Thanks for listening and being part of the community. See you on the next episode.